You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 64, with Christina Johnson. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's up, family? I hope that you're blessed, healthy, and doing great things today. I think you're going to find some wisdom in today's conversation that I had with our feature trailblazer, Christina Johnson. But before I introduce Christina, I want you to hear the words of founder and CEO, Sean Dove, of our sponsoring organization, the Campaign for Black Male Achievement. When Sean reminds us that God gave us two hands so that we can build with one hand while we battle with the other. Friends, I'd love to invite you today to discover how CBME is building beloved communities for black men and boys with one hand while they battle social and racial injustices with the other. Do me a favor, hop on over to TBPod dot com slash black male achievement there you'll be able to see the love learn lead mission in action guys today's episode follows another amazing one that we had last week with nick childs who spoke on the topic of raising black children in america and what we need to be focused on as parents if you're a parent You should absolutely go back and check that episode out. Today's conversation, however, is with Christina Johnson. It was a terrific uh, conversation, which I enjoyed a whole ton. Uh, Christina is a life coach and really focused in on empowering, and and she focuses, I should say, on, on empowering women to love themselves. Today's conversation was great. We discussed mindset. We talked about health a bit um, and the importance of overcoming mental mountains. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'm going to ask that you share it with your, your colleagues, your friends, your family. Go ahead and just copy the link to the episode and send it to someone you think that needs to hear this message, right? Before we get into the conversation with Christina, though, I wanted to give a shout out to Amy J, who left us a super cool review on iTunes that reads, I enjoy listening to TV pod because each and every time I learn something new. Representation matters. And Stephen is doing an amazing job of finding talented and remarkable professionals in a variety of fields. The episodes are light and refreshing to listen to thanks to Stephen's jovial nature. It makes it feel like you're in the room. If you haven't tuned in, you're missing out on valuable educational and actionable content. Keep it up, Trail Laser. Amy, thanks for that review. And thanks for being a very special friend uh, to me and to the Trailblazers podcast. Uh, Guys, if you've not yet done so, please do me a favor. Leave us a review over on iTunes. I'm learning a ton about who you are uh, by seeing these new reviews pop up. And maybe the next review might get something special. So reach out. Let me know who you are by leaving a review on iTunes today. We'll also continue giving shout outs more frequently uh, for some of these amazing reviews left for us on iTunes. A lot of people have been commenting on, uh, you know, enjoying hearing this, this, this new segment to our intro. The full show notes page for today's episode, guys, you can access that 
if you hop on over to tvpod.com. My audio in this interview today is a little spotty for no known reason. It came across as a clean recording, but in editing, I realized that my audio is choppy. Good news is you'll hear Christina just fine. So let's go ahead and get set to receive some mission field from our trailblazer today, Christina Johnson. Be blessed, guys. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, I first want to say thanks for being so kind to come on and and share some of your wisdom with us on this episode. You know, for those listening, we're recording this episode on a Friday night after an extremely long week. You know, Christina, I've redefined TGIF and and what that means. The Trailblazers grind includes Friday. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So you've got a big upcoming event, which we're going to talk about in a bit, right? But, you know, as you look back, right, on on the week and and year to this point, I'd love for you to maybe share, you know, what you're feeling most grateful about right now. Wow. I think after all the things that I've been through in my life and some of the toughest things that I've been through in my life, the greatest gift to me is great health. So I'm the most grateful for my health because that's the foundation of me being able to do everything that I'm doing is because I am alive and I am healthy. So true. We take for granted what health means, uh, you know, and blessing that we have in good health. You know, as you say that this week, uh, a teacher of my daughter shared that both her and her husband, she was in surgery. Her husband was in ICU at the same point in time. And, you know, I, I thought to myself, like, you know, like we get up every day and we go through our, our daily lives, right? We take mm-hmm. for granted what good health means to everything else that comes off of that, right? So uh, I can't agree with you more, you know, just how, how grateful we should be, you know, for, for good health, uh, yeah. both for us and our yeah. family, right? I've battled Graves' disease since 2009, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid. Um, And that's where I learned my greatest lesson about gratitude. So, yeah, that's that's it means everything to me. You know, Christina, I've I've read that, you know, um, you used to live your life thinking that you're never attractive enough, never smart enough, not good enough all the good things that you yourself wanted in life. Yeah. Um, could you maybe sh- share what fueled that mindset? Well, I grew up in an abusive household and I didn't have my biological father. Uh, his family owned a auto body shop in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm from. So we would ride past there all the time. And I would always see my siblings there working with him and being with him. And I would always think, you know, what is wrong with me? Why am I not good enough to be there? Um, And I didn't think I was enough. I didn't think I was attractive. I didn't think I was smart enough. Although I was very smart and did well in school, that was one of the reasons why I just wanted that acceptance from my dad. But he didn't claim me as a child um, because of, you know, him and my mom's relationship. I don't know why some some men will take it out on the parent or they feel like they're taking it out on the parent by not being there for the child. But it affects the child deeply. So that's where that mindset came from is not feeling accepted 
And so I grew up with very, very low self-esteem. Wow. So what happened throughout life that allowed you to shift that mindset? Um, a lot of trial and tribulation because I didn't have my father. I looked for that male energy and boy, which, you know, in turn, I was pregnant at 16. I was a teen mom, pregnant again at 19 and still didn't know who I was trying to find love and trying to find that acceptance and that male energy from boys. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And then, you know, mimicking the abuse that I seen that I had seen at home, um, I ended up in abusive relationships. After a while, it just took its toll on me and I started to realize, hey, you got to figure this thing out. You can't keep going down the same road. You're going to have to save yourself. And that's really what happened. Was there someone that helped you? You know, did you have um, uh, in a circle or was there someone that really was a positive influence to help you shift that negative mindset to a positive mindset and begin to work the work that, you know, came up, yeah, to, to be able to, to, to climb your way from, from that valley. Initially growing up, I didn't, I had church. So my relationship with God, with God really was the, um, that's what catapulted me really in understanding that I was valuable, that I was loved by God, no matter what, you know, I was seeing at home or from other people that God valued me and he loved me. And that was the start of it, really. Outside of that, when I was about 20, I think I was about 20 years old and I was going to college. And in order for me to get into college, because I needed, you know, uh, help from the government at the time, I had to take classes. So I took a class with a young lady um, that used to be roommates with actually Vanessa Williams, which is crazy, but she was teaching the class and they talked about self-esteem. And believe it or not, even at 20 years old, I did not know like what exact what it meant. So through that class, I was able to say, okay, enough is enough, Christina. You have to love yourself, pull yourself up and, you know, make the life that you want for yourself, not the life that you're told you're going to have. Because we grew up a lot, you know, hearing, oh, you're trifling, you're never going to amount to anything and that kind of thing. And so it held me back a lot. So I had to really start from like the ground up, building myself up over time. Uh, you know, through that experience, was was there a discovery at, at some point that, you know, learning to love yourself was going to be that absolute foundation, that genesis, right, to living yes. a, a fulfilling life? It was a few years down the line after being in a, an abusive relationship. I remember I was in the car with a friend of mine and I was singing and dancing in the car. That's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm driving and I'm singing and I'm dancing and they look over at me with so much love and so much admiration. And I remember at that point saying, I want to feel about myself like they look like they feel about me. And I started with really putting in a lot of time with myself because I always say, if you can't stand your own company, nobody else is going to be able to. Um, so I really started, I took five days, went to an overnight spa and really just did a lot of writing, a lot of praying and really catapulted like 
myself into self-love by meditation and also learning to spend time with me and really getting to know myself. So that was, that was really the start. And sheesh, I had been through so much by this time. I think I may have been in my early 30s. I love that. You know, I love that. I, I've, I've now created this, you know, amazing platform, right, that is helping people outside my network, outside my acquaintances, mm-hmm. um, countries I don't even know, right? And Beautiful. it came by way of, you know, stepping outside of my mental funk because I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've run several businesses over the past dozen years. And I found myself in a five-year funk, a mental funk that we're talking about, right? And got myself out of it, took action. And I hear you saying the same kind of things here. And I love it, you know. And so, you know, I'd love to have you share some insight, right, on maybe how we can begin to move our mental mountains, whatever those might be in in your respective lives, right, for for those listening, you know. And, Christina, you know, I'd I'd love for you to help us, right, with that, with beginning to move that mental mountain and get recharged so that we can begin to take action towards achieving whatever we define as as greatness. Right. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that worked for me is that I had to forgive myself for past mistakes and bad decisions. I think a lot of times that we feel like we're the only one that is going through difficult times and, you know, um, we feel like we're the only ones that these things are happening to. So I think it's really important for us to understand that we have all been through a lot. Like everybody has a story and it's okay to be vulnerable about that, but understand that we all make mistakes and, but it doesn't define who you are. Um, another thing is letting go of the story. Cause lots of, um, a lot of times we've been through horrific past, but unless you are repeating the story to heal, because, you know, now with what I'm doing with the women events and coaching, it's, I have to repeat the story, but I'm no longer attached to it. I think it's important for us to let go of the story unless we're using it to heal. And a lot of times when you're vulnerable and you're an open book and you don't mind talking about the things that you've been through, it heals other people, but it's also very healing to you. So I think that's a great way. And um, making sure that you're taking some quiet time is essential um, meditation was a great way for me to focus on, you know, my quiet, my spirit and really hear from God and, um, quiet my mind. Because a lot of times, a lot of stuff that we hear is just, it's just like, um, what do you call it? You know, that saying, uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. It's like a lot of times we speak things over ourselves or think things that are negative or not you know, not really positive things. And it's not true. None of it is true. And really just understanding that this background noise is not, it's not positive, you know, and quieting your mind and meditation helps with that a lot. It helps you to reset, refresh and renew. Um, I think another 
uh, way to move mental mountains is to reacquaint yourself with yourself. And that's what I was talking about earlier, taking that time to really get to know yourself and to love yourself again or love yourself for the first time. Because like I said, when I started spending time with myself and getting to know myself, it was really later, you know, 20s and 30s. And I really did not know who I was. I didn't love myself. I loved my, I fell in love with myself for the very first time. Um, the last thing I would say is stay occupied. I mean, stay preoccupied working on your gifts and passions because it leaves less time for you to focus on things that block you mentally. Um, like I said earlier, you know, uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. And so if you're keeping yourself busy with the things that you love, working in your passion and in your gifts, um, it, it, you lose time to think about negative things or to deter yourself. A lot of times we hold ourselves back because of the things that we're thinking or the way that we're thinking. So I think it's important to um, clear your mind and affirm things over your life. I'm really big on affirmations really, really big on affirmations. So I think it's really important to speak things over your life as the, as if they already happened and um, to affirm things over your life that you want and to accept yourself and love yourself and all of that good stuff, I think is important. It really, you're the co-author of your life. So it helps to shape your life greatly. Mm-hmm. As people begin to take action on, on some of these, these, these tips, um, that you just shared a minute ago. Clearly, it's going to bring about change. But with that change comes challenges, right? And adversity and failures. Uh, we all have to confront and overcome those before we can begin to taste success. You've been open to, to share with your tribe, you know, some of, some of your own hurdles. You just shared a minute ago, you know, your battle with Graves' disease and domestic violence. And, and your struggles with self-esteem and, you know, you're very transparent about that. But what's your advice to others on how, you know, we should, should maybe look to maintain our joy, right? In the face mm-hmm. of the failures that come our way. Now, that's a very hard, you know, like it's really hard when you're in the midst of something to really let let it go, let go and let God, as they say, because when you're in it, it's hard. It's painful sometimes. So I'm really big on feeling the pain. It's not like you can go through and say, you know what? I know all life is crashing down on me right now, but I'm good. You know, I'm not going to feel it. I'm not going to acknowledge it. That's really, really tough. Like I'm all about you feeling every ounce of the pain. It's okay to cry, kick, scream to get it off of you. You have to, you have to feel it. Like there's no way around it. Acknowledge that, Hey, I'm in pain right now. This is very hard for me. It hurts. Life is tough right now. I don't know how to deal. And I tell, like, I work with a lot of women. They're like 87% of my following. And so I tell women all the time, I'm like, you know, feel the pain from it. And but fine, I always tell them to make a list of 10 things that you love to do from the, I mean, the biggest thing to the smallest. For me, my number one thing on my list would be a bubble bath. I don't know what it is. It's just, I feel closer to God when I'm near water, even if it's a shower, a bath, or the beach. But do something off of that list 
once a week, twice a week to get yourself, you know, give your time, yourself time to renew and refresh. I think it's important for us to acknowledge the pain and then do whatever we can to get past it. I also think a great thing is to give your time and energy to someone else who needs it. It takes your mind off of your own pain and it helps you to see that, yeah, I'm going through a lot, but there's people that are doing worse who could use my support. It really takes your mind off of your stuff. Uh, so I think it's important for us to give in the midst. And like I said, I almost died from Graves' disease. It affected my womb. I had to be cut from hip to hip three years in a row. And I had a tumor that grew bigger than my heart, if you can believe that. It started pushing my organs out of the way. It sat on my right kidney, and my left kidney had to overcompensate. So as my right kidney got smaller, my left kidney got bigger. And the doctor would constantly say to me, like, okay, this is what could possibly happen. You know, you're going to you're going to go into kidney failure. Your thyroid is overactive. So if we have to do surgery, you will probably go into cardiac arrest and won't survive. And um, I remember saying, crying in the car every time I had to hear that. And I remember hearing God say, are you going to listen to the word of man? Or are you going to stand on my promises? And from that day until the day that I healed, no matter how sick I got, and I used to get what's called a thyroid storm. There's these extreme, there are these extremely high fevers, and they would be 104, 105. I, it was so debilitating. I could barely walk um, a lot of the times. And I would constantly say, thank you. I would be shaking. My whole body would be extremely hot, but I would be freezing. And I would constantly say, thank you until one day I was saying, thank you for my healing. Um, I think gratitude is a big healer. And in the midst of our trial and tribulation, if we could learn to just say thank you, because I feel like everything is working for us. Even when it doesn't feel like it, I always say God is in the background working uh, for our good, especially when it doesn't feel like it, because that's when things are at their hardest. But if you can learn to say thank you and be grateful in the midst of that, it will change your life. It will truly heal you. And I feel like it's like letting God know that you trust him. You know, I really trust you. And I know that this is working for my good. I know that when I was sick, so many people grew from that. You know, because they're used to me being the strong one. I'm the one that everybody leaned on. If you're having financial issues, Christine will be there. If you need help with this, you know, with your house, if you need help with this, that, Christina will be there. And now Christina's in a position where she can't be. So I knew that everybody around me, including my children, were growing from this experience. And my faith grew. I just understood that gratitude is a very powerful tool. Christina, I love that you are transparent in, in sharing, you know, that journey. And it, that kind of valley is a deep and dark one to, to, to navigate. Um, but, you know, you touched on this a moment ago, you talked about giving to others and, uh, you know, to share with those listening, you're, you're a mom of three, correct? Yes, I am a mom of three and a grandma of three. Wow. So talk, talk to me about parenting through all of this. What's that? Say that again. Oh, parenting. Yeah. Um, I, like I said before, when I was ill, I felt as though 
it, this experience had to happen the way that it did. And it also grew my children. Um, it taught them perseverance. Um, and I feel like every time we go through difficult situations, that's where our, our power, our strength, our resilience, all of that good stuff lies. Our strength comes from tests. You can't even spell testimony without first spelling tests. So, you know, before that, I've always been one of those moms who's been busy and was married to someone in, you know, the entertainment business, but refused to hire a nanny. I just didn't take the time out for myself and wore myself out and then went through a divorce and had a hard time dealing with the divorce. So, that was very difficult, held on. And I felt like my body actually manifested, you know, with the tumors and things that I was going through was manifested by the anger and resentment. Um, so with my children, I've always been the kind of mom that, and on the summer breaks, I'm going to take them to work with me because I've been doing interior design for 15 years too. I got my hands in a lot of stuff, but um, I would take them to work with me so that they could see mommy is when she's not at home, learn work ethic and how to work hard. Um, but then, like I said, I was the strong one that everybody always leaned on, including my kids. So when I went through the illness, them being having to help me get you know, get up out of the bed and make their own meals, you know, it grew them a lot. It grew their faith a lot. So I just feel like a lot of times as parents, we may hide things from our children because we feel like, well, I don't want them to know that I'm sick. I don't want them to know that we're struggling. I don't, but I feel as though if these experiences are happening, it's for the children too. Like I said, early in the conversation, I feel as though things are happening for us. You know, even if it doesn't look like it or feel like it, the same thing with our children. I feel like that happened for them. Not only did they learn to um, be self-sufficient, but they also appreciated mom more because they just, I think they just expected me to always be there. And, you know, mom is strong. She can handle it. But seeing me in that state made them say, hey, I got to pick up and, and do what I have to do to help mom. And. You know, it was it was a very, very scary time, but I feel like it made them better. It really did make them better individuals. And I always say I've learned to turn my pain into compassion. And I feel like my children gained compassion as well. Lots of nuggets of wisdom, Christina. As I listening, listen to you uh, and I'm just thinking of your journey and, you know, you pursuing, uh, you know, that the 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 being able to come, come away from that, um, and, and rise above it and, and continue to do and create and, and be, um, is just amazing. Something inside of you, uh, I'm, and I'm guessing this had to be a couple of years ago now, uh, yeah. you know, you, you had this vision for a live event that, as you said, you, you focus primarily on women and empowering women to love themselves. Um, and, and put themselves first. Talk to me about the retreat. Why this three-day retreat experience and, and, and what inspired this concept? Well, I did the retreat in 2015 and we did an overnight retreat and the women didn't want to leave. So, I mean, it's been my mission in life to help women to live their best lives to be authentic, to forgive their past and forgive themselves. Um, 
for the mistakes and things that they've made to be vulnerable and open about it. Because growing up culturally, I grew up in a household where it was like, what goes on in this house stays in this house. So that's been, you know, a love of mine is helping to break women open and really just heal those wounds. Um, I did a reality show where I was able to be 100% myself. Uh, I was able to be Christina, the peacemaker, you know, the problem solver. And it really opened up a whole new world for me. So, like I said, since so many women flocked to me for motivation and advice and positivity, it was the, I mean, it was like my purpose was there the whole entire time, but it was just hard for me to see and understanding eventually that my spirit is my gift, then I'm, I've had to use that to bless other women. Um, so this retreat is a way for me to be able to do that, you know, really do the work with the women and get into their stuff. And that's what happened on the first one. And I'm looking forward to it happening again. But it's called Amazing Me, Amazing Life. And it's going to be April 21st through the 23rd. And what we do is the work, but we have a lot of fun. I pamper the women and, you know, make sure that they are relaxed and enjoying themselves and really doing something for them. But it's my life's mission to help women to heal. And the retreat is just an extension of that. I have amazing speakers that are coming. Um, Seven Johnson, who's a motivational speaker from New Orleans. I also have... uh, Sky Wonders, who is the creator of 40 Plus Wonders Calendar, which I did in 2015. It's a uh, Women Over 40 calendar and uh, Fonda Federica, who's an awesome um, woman who inspires. So she's going to be doing morning meditation and inspiring the women. We have the actress and comedian um, Monique's trainer, Dwight Holt Jr., who has a company called Dance Your Pounds Off. He comes and he helps the women to dance and work out, and it is so much fun. So we feed your soul, and there's a lot of healing going on, but we also have a really good time. So we have people there giving the ladies massages, and I have uh, Chef Trigay, who's the winner of Food Network Star, cooking um, all weekend. So we really spoil the women. And this year, it's on my birthday week. So I just want to celebrate with the women as if it's their birthday and really just give back. Because a lot of times, as women, we give a lot of ourselves to our families, you know, our children, our spouses, our jobs. And when it comes to us, we kind of drop the ball. You know, this is my way of Hey, saying, hey, I appreciate you. You are loved. Just take a minute to take a load off and just, you know, renew your spirit. So Amazing Me, Amazing Life is a way for women to do that. It is so much fun, but it is so much growth that also takes place. Nice. When's your birthday? April 26th. (laughs) I'm so excited. That is awesome. So the 21st, the first day of of your event is actually my 40th birthday. Are you serious? That's awesome. I'll be celebrating my own amazing, amazing life. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, 40s are so amazing. (laughs) You are going to love the 40s. They are awesome. Yeah. So... 
Happy early birthday. So, you know, as we get set to wrap up, you know, I'd love to have you, you know, our trailblazers love resources, right? Love okay. to your, what, what you're reading, what you're doing. And so I'd, I'd love to have you maybe share a book that you've read that's inspired you most. Sure. I have a lot of them, but the one I have to mention is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And I love that book so much because it kind of identifies the emotional tie to illnesses. And it's one of those books I can go back and reference all the time. And it has amazing affirmations in there. So if you're having different things that are going on with your body, there's an affirmation for everything. So, and a lot of wisdom in that book. So that's one of my favorites. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Love that. Add that to the queue. For sure. What's a what's an app, a software tool that you use every day that you can't live without? Well, to be honest with you, there's a communication app that I love. It's called Marco Polo. I use it every single day because it helps me to stay in touch with people that I love that are, may not be here in Atlanta. So this is a way that we can interact. I can talk to them. They watch my videos. They send videos back of what's going on to the, with them. And it's just a great way to stay in touch and communicate when usually, you know, we're so busy with our day-to-day lives. It's, you know, we have friends out of town and we're like, oh, I haven't spoken to them in, in months, you know. But with Marco Polo, I have conversations with my friend in Tennessee, my friend in Charlotte and all over. So I have to say that's my favorite app right now. Funny you say that because my best friend in Fort Lauderdale just sent me the link to Marco Polo to download oh, it. Oh, you got to do it. You're going to be addicted, I promise. <laughs> I absolutely will figure out how to get this work. It is so much fun. And it's like you're with them, even though you're not. I can see them every day and chat it up with them. And then when they come to visit or I go to visit, we're caught up. It's not like I'm missing anything, you know, with their children or what's going on in their lives. I get to celebrate with them this way. It's, it's a beautiful tool. Whoever thought of Marco Polo is genius. You know, we really need to do a better job of using all this technology available to us. You know, uh, it really affords yeah. us the opportunity to still remain um, connected more than just a phone call. So I, right. I, I love that. You know, as, as we get set to close off here, I, I want to um, encourage you and maybe invite you to share one action that our aspiring trailblazers getting off this call should, should take this week, right, to help them blaze their Okay, so just one. I'm such a talker. Okay, let me see. Okay, one of the lessons that I held on to since I was a child, and I passed it on to my children. Um, And even though we're adults, sometimes we get away from it. But the biggest lesson that I grew up with was think for yourself. You know, I know it's a lot, like we said, with technology, Um, I feel like every opinion puts you further and further away from your own truth. And there are things that you aspire to do in your life that people may not agree with. But I feel as though thinking for yourself is key because there's so many people that have been talked out of their destiny. But when you're, you know, set and you're focused, you have that laser focus on what it is you want out of life. 
you got to stay true to it. You got to stay focused on your goals. You got to think for yourself because sometimes people will deter us because they're afraid of us being successful. Um, they're afraid of how far things are going to go. I feel like if you're thinking for yourself, you're going to go straight to your destiny and you're going to have hiccups on the way, but that's how you know you're on the right track a lot of the time. So that's what I would say. That would be my action. Christina, you and I are so in sync in this call because I'm actually going through an exercise right now that connects mm -hmm. And it has me, um, my coach actually has me thinking through a 10 to 25 year legacy vision. And so it's really powerful, you know, to, to, to give thought to well, what does my legacy look like over the next 25 years? So wow. action step to maybe piggyback on what you just shared, which is very powerful, right, is... Mm -hmm. So to, to think for yourself, you really need to have a clear idea as to what your vision is. What is right. it over the long term? And from your vision, you can then be able to engage in long term goals. So your five and 10 year goals and then build on your yearly and monthly and quarterly goals from there. Right. So I would just add to what you just said and encourage everyone to give thought coming off this call to what your long-term vision is. What is your legacy? What are you going to be remembered for when it's all said and done? Um, you know, and begin to, to put that, you know, to, you know, paint to paper or, you know, Stephen loves to say, open your Evernote, you know, open that Evernote and start documenting, you know, what that vision looks like and what those goals are going to need to be in order to, to, to live out that vision. Right. Christina, I thank you so much. This was, I am, I'm, I'm energized on a Friday night, uh, awesome. your wisdom. And I, I'm so appreciative of you taking the time, you know, to, to, to share, um, you know, lots of tips and, and, and practical advice with us on, on our own journey. Right. And, and so before we let you go, I'd love for you to share, you know, how we can stay in contact with you. And also, you know, for listeners who maybe want to learn more about the retreat, how they can do so. Yes, absolutely. You can go to my website, www.christina s as in Sam Johnson.com Christina s Johnson.com. Uh, you can click on the retreat. There's information about the retreat. You can click on the circle because um, I have a beautiful makeup line that I did with a uh, celebrity makeup artist, Tony AC. So there's links to that. Um, my interior design, everything I have my hands in is on the site. There's also a Ask Christina page where you can ask me questions and I'll respond and we can communicate from there. Um, my Instagram is Christina Johnson underscore Facebook, Christina Johnson. I also have a public figure page on Facebook because my personal page is full. Um, it's under Christina Johnson. My Twitter is inner peace, I-N-N-E-R-P-I-E-C-E, -E, which is the name of my interior design firm. So yeah, that, please get in touch with me. I would love it. Christina, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing.
Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.